Alright everybody, it is Crash. And Bay. And it's Comic, Comic Book, Book Day. Day. It's been a minute, again, we keep taking hiatuses, but we're back, and it's been two weeks since last we recorded. We, we constantly keep doing that, but we'll get it down. Life happens, sickness happens, I even missed work. We've been just super busy all the time, and so exhausted. But... Uh, we are making one final change to the podcast. I know we always keep talking about changes happening on the regular, but we're cutting it down. It, it takes too too long. We're, we're, we're trying we're, to find our groove. And, and so we've, we've been going on far too long when it comes to the new comics of the week. So we're, we're primarily going to focus on, instead of just listing every single comic that comes out for these different companies. Which we already shortened down to like honorable mentions of certain companies because they don't come out with as many. And we just get the main ones down, but... But instead, we're, we're going to cut it down. And we're going to cut it down to just talking about first issues that, that are new this week. Pretty much just anything that is new this week. So, not just everything coming out, but instead we're just going to do new beginnings of storylines, issue number ones of comics. If a, if a story is, is concluding and it's been a really big storyline, we'll, we'll probably mention it. Or if there's like a huge thing that just happened in a comic... Like, oh my gosh, this person is, is suddenly back from the dead. Even like, if it's in the middle of a storyline, we'll probably mention like that. Pot- possibly, like, multiverse-affecting events. Just big, major moments is what we're going to be talking about. Like, first issues and things like that, primarily. Um, just to, to really get you hyped for what's what's out this week. And then, if you want to find anything else that, that has come out, we just don't want to end up listing off comics just to list comics. Because that, that's not a fun podcast for anybody to listen to. And all you're doing is hearing people name off titles of comics and not really go into detail about them. So you have no idea what they're about. But hey, you, you heard their name. That's cool, I guess. And you know that it's like the 57th comic in the series, in the middle of a series. Yeah, it's just silly. So instead, we're going to just name off the ones that are important. I mean, we did the research for you, so you so you don't have to. Meaning that we looked into what came out this week and we know what are ones that are good starting points or even if if a a major landmark has happened you'll know now too because we'll let you know otherwise we're still going to stick to the same uh as as per usual when uh, we're going to talk about some news that that's happened over the past week we're going to talk about comics and then we're going to talk about uh stuff that we've read which manda is lacking on this this time around um, I'm Wait. running a small business, and I have other things to work on. Small business? What is that small business? Manda Bears Crafts. Check it out on Etsy. Yeah, Manda Bears Crafts. So, uh, first off, um, huge news. Huge news for this week. Um, it was just revealed, uh, I believe, um, two days ago. It was like on the 26th that uh, we we found out through Ryan Reynolds posting it on his social media a video of himself uh, talking about Deadpool three, yeah, and talking about um, a release date. So at the end of the of the little video, which was adorable, he talks about that it's going to be that it's going to be coming out in September of twenty twenty four. So two years from now. Why do they have to make the Deadpool movies like so far apart? I just want to watch it now. But then again, the hype is half the like excitement for the movie. And talk about hype because the biggest news to come out of this is the fact that during the video you see Hugh Jackman walking behind Ryan after he just got done saying that he has basically, over all these months and months of trying to come up with the perfect way to introduce Deadpool into the MCU, he has not thought of a single good idea, but he has thought of one thing that might help 
And then he asks Hugh, who's just happened, who happens to be walking by, like eating an apple. Hey, Hugh, you want to be uh, Wolverine again one more time? And sure. He, he's just like, yeah, sure, Ryan. Like whatever. And then gives a cheeky smile. And... Yep. So so Ryan kind of yeah looks at the camera again and kind of opens his eyes like yeah that's what we got. And then it cuts to the Deadpool symbol. You get a big slash of claws across the Deadpool symbol, basically confirming. That Wolverine will be back again uh, with Hugh Jackman reprising his role, probably for the last time this time, probably. Unless he's going to be like one of those, like the Rolling Stones, and have like his last world tour type thing with the Rolling Stones, oh, like, ACDC. Like, like how I went and saw Kiss back in like '99 or something for their first ever farewell tour, where they were going to not be a band anymore. They were ending things. This was their farewell, and now they've had like five or six more farewell tours in their career. Yeah. So. Maybe he'll be that of. of I would of hope not. Comics. I, I, this must. This must have been a huge favor he's doing to Ryan and just to fans around the world and everything. Anyways, because he he swore up and down that he was done with the character purely because he felt like he ended it on a good note. He doesn't want to overplay it because this has been his biggest career making character he's ever done. So he doesn't want to screw it up, and I don't think he's going to. We're hoping that maybe this will be a chance to introduce another character to kind of take his place uh, instead of being like someone uh, instead trying of to, recasting instead of trying to recast him they're uh, trying to find an a substitute instead so like x23 or his son what was his name jimmy hudson yeah jimmy hudson maybe replace replace him with one of those characters instead so then they don't have to be under the pressure of trying to find another wolverine after hugh jackman had this huge legacy had this epic Maybe we can get the girl back from Logan, the movie Logan. We can get X-23. She, she'd obviously be older now, but get her back or even, yeah, we can get Dakin or we can get Jimmy. Yeah, back. they're they're trying to get um, the MCU to be a bit younger on the younger side. So then it'll be a more appealing to younger generations. And there you go. Plus, for those There's... of you who don't know, Wolverine's actual biological son, not a clone like Jimmy or X-23 were, but instead an, an actual born son Dakin, uh, that would be a really cool character to see in live action because he's covered in tattoos. He's got like a mohawk. He's got claw that comes out of his inner part of his forearm. He's got two claws that come out like Wolverine style. And he's literally his biological son, but he is, he's kind of a sociopath. He doesn't really care. He, um, he has pheromone powers, so he can basically make anyone like him that he wants. And, uh, he's Do we a, really want that? He's a really cool, charismatic him? character, and 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 I love love the character. But it would be just even if they went with Jimmy Hudson from the Ultimate Universe, because he's he, pretty, because he's pretty much just a blonde Wolverine and young, very young. So he'd be a younger version of Wolverine, and just yeah. And he also has the regular claws like Wolverine does. He's he literally just a younger Wolverine. I so. can see, I can see them making the other like the clone be like a bad guy. At first, like one being one of those bad guy turned good by the end of the movie sort of characters. But that like, is that is Wolverine coming to the MCU apparently right alongside Deadpool. So we're somehow going to get X Men into the into the MCU. We don't know when, we don't know how, but we know for a fact that in September of 2024 we're at least getting Wolverine. And that is so exciting. Yeah, and and it was funny because in the video too, um, it, it of course ended with um uh. Celine Dion, I believe, doing yeah. the whole, you know, and I will always love you. But instead of you, it was Hugh. Hugh. Everything was, everything was Hugh. It's coming soon, not soon. The movie's coming soon. 
So <laughs> everybody loves Hugh Jackman, and he's back. I love him so much. And then I also uh, was reading that apparently Netflix has canceled um, a show that they were starting to already even record, and it was uh, Grendel. Grendel, which is based off... Uh, it's a Dark Horse character who is an assassin, um, but also a writer, and he uh, he wears a symbiote, very similar to like Venom, Venom and, and everything. But most people don't even realize too that symbiotes are, are all over the place. Like besides, Spawn. Yeah, Spawn is a symbiote, and uh, there's there, there's symbiotes across like multiple different comic book companies. They all use that same type of idea of like a black goo that covers your body and gives you the white eyes and all that, and it's a symbiote that that enhances your abilities and your persona. But I wonder which came first. As far as symbiotes go? Yeah. Uh, I, I would assume that, like, the first idea of, like, a symbiote? Was probably Spider-Man? Or or was it Venom? Not Venom. Spawn. Well, no, well, I mean, Spawn came out after, I believe Spawn came in the 90s, maybe late 80s, but I'm pretty sure it was early 90s. And um, Venom uh, came right around the same time. And then, uh, um, I think, if anything, the first symbiote, if we're just talking about these main three ones that we're kind of even talking about, it, it, it probably is Grendel, like what we're talking about, because Gre um, Grendel was originally introduced in uh, 1982. So mm -hmm. early 80s is when... And, but I don't know if he actually originally started off having the symbiote on him, but that's kind of what he's become known as. You see him and he's got the... He wears like a suit, but underneath it, he's got the black symbiote. But so in general it's like the whole aliens thing someone did aliens as the plot twist and in this case someone did a symbiote as a plot twist and then everyone had to make it a symbiote yes yeah yeah everybody always got has to go aliens and symbiotes are aliens but so it works <laughs> but grendel got canceled apparently um, netflix did not want to continue going with with whatever they were doing which um uh probably made matt wagner really upset because he's the creator of of uh a lot of amazing things in comics, but Grendel is one of his his babies. That's the one he solely created it, artist and and writer, I believe. So that's kind of a bummer to hear. Uh, I also would have loved to have watched that because from the things that I've seen of Grendel, it's really cool because it's very noir. And noir is a style that I feel like is trying to make a comeback, and it definitely should. And then, of course, uh, Super Pets. Yeah, Super Pets. It looks on, so cute. On the cute. lighter side of news, Super Pets was released on uh, Monday. Monday the 26th is when it came out. So two big things, uh, I think, happened on the 26th. It was Ryan Reynolds and it was Super Pets. Yeah, but, so but, you know, one Warner Brothers, one Marvel. But, uh, yeah, Super Pets. Uh, we still haven't even watched it. We were going to see it when it was in theaters. We just hadn't gotten around to it. Like we said, we have busy lives. But We're looking forward to watching it so much. DC Super Pets. So we're going to probably watch that coming up real soon because... Mikey, our oldest, he really wants to watch it, and we'll watch. We'll sit down and have a movie night. Still not fond of the breed that Ace is, but from what we know of it's the just movie, like changing races in movies, gotta have that diversity. So we gotta have the diversity of different dog breeds. Well, aren't they already different dog breeds? Ones they could have either gone with German Shepherd or Black Lab. Maybe they didn't want to do it because he's always been German Shepherd in the comics. And now they want to get some diversity or, going. Or they could have gone with the Great Dane. Pitbull. What about Great Dane? Pitbull. But it's kind of. Um, stereotypical too though like for them to 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 have the black actor be voicing a pit bull that just seems kind of like stereotypical or something it, like why even do that why not keep With, it a german shepherd yeah. or keep it a and do they have to do the pin a pinned ears too? yeah yeah which, which is that's a, a bad look yeah that's a cruelty against pit bulls from what I've seen, though, it, it, it's adorable. Kevin, Kevin Hart does a good job as yeah. Ace, and, and it's a totally different take on Ace where he's kind of like, you know, goofy. He's like the comedic relief of the movie, 
and he has superpowers he can't be hurt which that's completely different from yeah. from the mythos normally because normally it's just crypto has superpowers um ace is just dog he's not i mean he's really smart he's, dog he's like batman but a dog yeah he's a really smart dog but yeah he was originally introduced as a german shepherd and now uh, he's been different things in like batman beyond he was a um, black great dane he's been seen as like um there was another great dane named, named tyson that everybody it was kind of like a red herring everybody thought it was going to be ace when damian wayne got a dog and then most recently i think they even had uh, a different version of ace as well in the comics but mine was a black lab because yeah. i had a black lad na- named ace of course he had a, a little Batman white fan. spot on his chest that kind of looked like a bat symbol yeah. so he was he was my he was my ace my bat hound but uh, oh i also like that um batman and superman make an appearance in the movie as well yeah quite a bit i guess too i mean because uh they i mean i guess batman from what i have heard He's not in it that much because um, they they mostly adopt the pets at the end of the movie. They're like well, they're not actually. I could have swore Crypto was Crypto's already probably already Superman's because he's he's from Crypto. He's Krypton. from Krypton. So, but uh, but for the most part, like all these other superheroes don't really end up with the pets until like the end of the movie. Yeah. And so, but it, yeah. it's so cool that you get to see all the different heroes with their pets because I remember like the um, DC or like not DC super pets but like the. Um, crypto the super dog you didn't really that show you didn't so really much. see like ba- a batman or superman and you got to it. see uh um ace on his little bat glider Which and he was, was so cool and, and, and brooding and brooding and he was basically batman but a dog yeah yeah this is so cool puptility I mean, the cat as as more of the comedic relief in that i guess they didn't want to go that route with the movie but i, I did see the like i don't know if it was post credits or what but i i saw like a quick video on youtube of of um uh crypto playing catch with superman and then uh, coming across a black lab, which, in all all intents and purposes, I, I, I see him and I'm and I'm like, uh, that's Ace, that's that's literally what Ace should look like in the movie, but it's Black Adam's dog. <laughs> and then and then uh, Crypto tricks him into like he he's like, well, I I bet you you can't fly to some other planet or something as fast as as uh, as my owner could. And then he's like, oh really? And he like shoots off and takes Black Adam with him when Black Adam and Superman are about to fight and so all of a sudden it just negates it's the whole like fight. It's like on a leash or something and drags Yeah, he Black shoots Adam. Black Adam up into the space out of the atmosphere and tricked him into leaving his squeaky toy that he wanted. So, oh. Yeah, that was adorable. But yeah, excited to watch that. So that's it for news. Uh, so um, I guess we can just kind of go right into uh, I mean, have we done anything over the past week? two weeks i'm working anything on fun? some halloween stuff for oh, yeah. if you want anything, anything cool halloween my shop like uh, probably dropping october 1st that cute little creatures so take a look at her at her etsy again manda bears crafts you can see some cool halloween stuff dropping on on october 1st on her page you can check it out uh, i know um something that that's been kind of close to her heart close to her chest that she's been working on is a uh lanyard for uh autism awareness especially because our our boy we have an autistic child our our middle child leo um because all of our kids are named after the ninja turtles if you haven't listened to earlier episodes we have michelangelo leonardo and venus but uh our middle child leo he is um very nonverbal. um he screams more than he says words i mean he screams a lot but uh but trick-or-treating has been an issue with him because a lot of people for whatever reason you know they, they just if they expect the kids to say trick-or-treat which uh, i guess makes sense but and if the they, kid doesn't do it they put they push or they just act a little bit like rude 
rude or snotty honesty or they uh, like talk about like almost jokingly but in a same same sense kind of rude about like uh saying that okay well i'm not going to give candy to the kid if they don't say trick or treat and it's like hey he doesn't say trick or treat he doesn't really talk we wish he would but i mean that's just not the way his brain operates i mean if you can get him say trick or treat more power to you you, but so so she she wanted to come up with like a lanyard that kind of is um reflective and so it'll kind of show up at night at the same time because he is a bit of a wanderer as well and and so he can wear that along with his costume that that says something along the lines of hey i'm, I'm non-verbal but i i would say trick-or-treat if i could kind of thing you know with big maybe trick-or-treat written really big so that the people know hey this kid's not going to say it but he 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 means it and he's out here for for the fun of it just like i forget yeah. everyone else uh, I want to I want to make something that's has a cute little pattern on it that I've drawn myself, and then also some reflective, just to make sure you can stay a little bit safer. And I'm going to have multiple different colors if I can actually work it out. And um, so then they'll go with different costumes and stuff. Some and... fun Halloween designs. And then uh, um, not only that too, she's been trying to just add a bunch of other stuff too, some more D and D style designs, and just some cute fun. Th- different designs you can have as t-shirts mouse pads yeah keychains i mean almost any design she puts up there you can basically get in any type of yeah and the recent and the release of them are delayed because you know busy lives and also i've been drawing so much more lately which is nice but one excuse that we do have for the podcast being delayed is it's a comic book podcast and how often are are comic books delayed if, if you've listened to our podcast previously, you know for a fact that a lot of times we repeat comics week after week because they still have not come out because they keep getting delayed and pushed back week after week. Which is... Just like our podcast. And as an update for our other podcast, A Crash Course in Comics, um, we constantly kept um, uh, promising different dates, but then with me getting sick, when right when I was about to go to record it, I had no voice. I wasn't able to do it. Same with me too. Uh, it seemed like it was passing. It was being passed around the family. So just it kept getting pushed where we are never able to get it out, which is ridiculous. So um, it's going to happen. We're we're going to put it out. We're probably going to put Namor out as our second character that we're going to do. We're probably going to focus more primarily on Werewolf by Night. Since the new, the mini movie. Yeah, that's going to be coming out soon. They're putting out, yeah, that short, that um, uh, black and white, kind of cool Halloween-style movie on Disney+. Plus. A lot of people don't know about Werewolf by Night, so we're going to do the, that episode first. Get that out so that people can kind of get more up-to-date on that character right as the movie's coming out. And then we'll focus on Namor and get that out, hopefully, before uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, comes out. Oh, and fun fact, in Werewolf by Night, the the mini movie or slash short, um, Blade was supposed to appear, but due to scheduling conflicts, he could not. That That is the rumor. That That's what they were kind of saying, is that supposedly he, he was a character that was written into it as a hunt, hunter meeting up with all these other hunters, but he just was not able to actually be in the movie, so they kind of wrote him out. Which... Supposedly. Which, it would have been really cool if that would have been like a little... Even if it was just a tiny... Like, appearance, it still would have been kind of cool. It would have been first physical appearance in the MCU. Yeah. Because we had his voice at the end of Eternals, but no face. No nothing. It would have been kind of cool if it showed just his face and not his voice that time. But that is that is our, our update on that. If you've been looking forward to hearing an, an entire detailed thing on Namor, don't worry, you will. And it'll be a two-parter because his his history is immense. A lot, like, a a lot, lot bigger than we were thinking. Well, we, I mean, I knew it was going to be big, but I didn't, but, I didn't realize it was going to be two episodes big. It's it's a, it's a big one, so 
we had to kind of split it. I had to cut it and be like, yep, no, we're going to have to do this in two, in two parts. So you will get that still, but it'll be second to Werewolf by Night. So you'll be able to check out Werewolf by Night episode, find out all about him before the, the uh, show comes out or even even possibly right after the show's come out, just so you can kind of get caught up on, on the character as, as he's introduced now in the MCU. And then we're going to do the same thing for Namor right after. Woohoo! And that's a crash course in comics. A little play on my name there. So let's uh, dive right into new comics this week. Let's start with Marvel, because we just got done talking about Namor. Hey, segues! And also Marvel has 19 comics this week coming out. And again, we're not going to go over it. If you want a detailed list on all the different comics that are coming out this week, they got them on, on a lot of great sites. We prefer um, Previews World. Previews World is a good good website. Don't worry, they're not sponsoring us, so it's not like we're getting paid to say this. It'd be cool if we were, though. But Previews World, it's actually a really good one. Um, you can create a free account and, and get. you can even set up a poll with them, and you can look at all all the comics with really cool descriptions on and, what's and coming And you can see all the cool different variant covers as well, which is pretty sweet but that doesn't mean you have to that that you can start using that and not listen to our podcast you still got to listen to us and hear us sometimes talk you don't like have goof, time goofballs. to read read the website and so, so you can be listening to this on your drive to work so uh first off in in marvel um i'm focusing on uh it's an axe tie-in for amazing spider-man number 10 where it is spider-man's turn to get judged by uh the um, progenitor which is the uh newly born celestial that is judging the world and it's Spider-Man's turn to be judged, and who's he being judged by? A physical form of Gwen Stacy, which really freaked him out. And first thing he does is call Iron Man and is like, uh, so is it weird that I might be seeing somebody who should be dead standing in my living room giving me a really judgmental look? And Iron Man's kind of like, uh, in this world, in the world we're going through right now and everything that's happening... I would say no it's not that weird normally yes and he's like okay that's that's what i thought and so he's now going to be judged by his former love who died and it's by far one of his biggest regrets one of his biggest moments of of failure in his life so if that's a focus of of something that he's getting judged for it's not looking too good for peter yeah because if captain america got the big thumbs down then spider-man might as well but Hawkeye got the thumbs up, because, but then again, it's because he was being compared to a mailbox. So mailboxes bring joy, as in like presents. So Hawkeye and just bring, brings just and, enough yeah. to beat out a mailbox. Yeah. Uh, and then next up is Axe Avengers number one. It's going to be the first of three story essential Judgment Day one shots. So, um, and w- what I mean by that is it's going to be essential to the overarching story of Judgment Day. Everything that's happening with the Celestial judging the world. And this is the first of three essential ones that you'll have to pick up to really know what's going on. And this one focuses on Iron Man. And he is infiltrating the body of the Celestial because uh, kind of one of the things where we last left off with Axe is the fact that they were all shown what would happen if they tried to explode the Celestial. They, they set up a bomb. They did all this stuff. They, they worked out a perfect plan to, to defeat the Celestial. And at the same time, um, they brought down the leader of the Eternals, who is Druig the mind-controlling Eternal that, that you guys might have seen in the movie. He had become the new Prime Eternal. He was leading all the Eternals. They took him down, replaced him with Eros, the brother of, of uh, the Mad Titan, Thanos. Oh, yeah. His his brother is is now the leader of, of the Eternals, for better or for worse, because they kind of broke him out of, of a cell he was being held in and basically made him the new leader of the Eternals. But he is a lot more hedonistic. He's a lot more... Um, 
like happy-go-lucky and and wants wants to bring peace to the world rather than you know divided in half rather than kill all mutants because they're supposedly deviants like druig was trying to do uh, as like a last-ditch effort to prove to, to celestials that they're still doing their job uh they replaced uh, him with with eros and they had this big plan and they saw it come to fruition boom big explosion went off and uh they thought okay well this killed about like one billion people on the on the planet but it's a worthy just justification for saving the entire rest of the planet and then when the dust settled the celestial was still alive so it was for for nothing and then they all woke up from that basically and it was the celestial showing them all what would it what would happen if they actually tried doing that like you people aren't ever going to change yeah and he, he's like you you always say you know next next time you come we'll be better and things like that but you'll you'll never be better and so i'm going to ultimately say that the world is not redeemable and gave the big thumbs down shattering captain america shattering the rest of the world captain america was ready to give up when nightcrawler teleported in and was like hey you can't give up now i, I have an idea this is what we're gonna do brings them both to to antarctica basically killing himself nightcrawler in the in in the midst of doing so but was able to come right back because that's what x-men do now they have the regeneration thing so he was able to come back using the five and then told the five to bring back captain america when he gets killed ultimately by the celestial because what he does uh, he he says hey we're not letting you do this to the celestial and says we're not done fighting and the world guess what you're all avengers you're all honorary avengers and basically is trying to unite the entire world while at the same time, he's the big distraction, while Nightcrawler's able to get a whole unit together, and then basically the Celestial's going to be getting fought by a bunch of people who are sacrificing themselves in a way as big distraction against the Celestial while he leads a unit inside. And that's probably what this issue of um, Axe Avengers number one, that first uh, Story Essential one-shot is all about, is them getting inside and it's it's probably mostly about iron man because i think he's going to try to figure out a way to control the celestial because that's that's his shtick he yeah. controls armor and, and celestial's one giant armor, armor yeah. and one suit armor so really fun i think everything that's going on with axe in general is is probably one of the biggest things that's happened in marvel in a very long time it's literally earth earth shattering i mean like in, in any second he could just bring bring down the wrath of of a god basically on the entire planet but uh we also are going to focus on Marvel Voices Community Number One. I love the or, Marvel Voices series. Or this one is also um, called Comunidades, which is you know obviously community in Spanish, and this is focusing on the Latin characters. I think this is again that they've already done it once before with the Latin characters, but this is another one, and this is more on the Latin community of, of all the characters um, and the writers. It focuses primarily in this issue on Nova, Miles, uh, Morales, obviously Spider-Man, uh, White Tiger, and um, they actually are introducing a new character as well within the storyline. And it's just an anthology of different stories told told by by the Hispanic community, the Latino community, about Latin characters. I just love these. It gives a little bit more insight, a little more insight to all these different characters about their. Well, some of it's about their like home life and just the conflicts within them dealing with their culture and it's it's enlightening to see these viewpoints especially being written by the by the nationalities that they depict yeah and the yeah the ethnicities um uh, unlike you know the screw up that we've gotten recently with the whole miles morales uh thor thor storyline and all that yeah people got pretty upset 
But uh, speaking of Miles Morales, we actually will jump over to Miles Morales Spider-Man number 42, which is a big landmark one, and it's because the number 42 is extremely meaningful to Miles. It was the number of the spider that bit him, giving him his abilities. It was also the winning lottery number for um, the Brooklyn Visions Academy, so he was able to go to, to yeah. a special school. He won the lottery for it, yeah. you know, and that was the lottery. That's his lucky the number. number. So 42 is just, it's, it's a very big, meaningful number when it comes to, to the ultimate Spider-Man. And which, still, which because of Into the Spider-Verse, when you say the spider that bit him, all I can just see is the anticlimactic little smack God, on his hand. Fair part of that whole movie. Big bite, and it's like, da 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 And he just smacks the spider away. Like, what was that? I love that so much. And then, um, yeah, so this is an oversized issue. It's um, it's post-big story of his. He had, a, like, real big story, you know, where, where he was in that other dimension where he was fighting against the evil version of himself. Yeah. And there was, like, his sister was... was was like a leader of the resistance, all that. This is after all of that. He finally wants to try to get some R&R, but of course he isn't able to, and so there's something dark and insidious on the streets of New York, and this is going to focus on a bunch of his friends, family, and some unexpected allies that will help him out. So. Um, superheroes are not allowed self-care. That is just a no, fact. No, R&R is, is not it's, a thing. It feels like especially for Spider-Man. Because they deal with a lot of the smaller issues as well. Street level kind of stuff. Yeah, so then they they have more levels of work to do. Necessarily, work, like, harder work to do all the time, but they definitely have more. They're stopping robberies and stopping muggers and... Dealing with curfews and school and stuff. Good old-fashioned superhero and fun. And, uh, so, um, Thor, number 27, is a pretty big one because... Uh, Donny Cates is the one who's writing this series right now, and Donny Cates, um, one of the things he's most well-known for is his run on, on Venom just a couple years back, and then he kind of was doing some Hulk stuff, and now he's, he's working on Thor, but um, this is his kind of return to, to writing about Venom, because Venom is a major character in this issue, and probably the next few issues that, that go, come out of it, and it's the King of Asgard, Thor, teaming up with the King in Black, which is Eddie Brock, venom because he came he became the king in black after the whole king in black storyline where he was he defeated noel yeah and you know the, all the um uh, stuff with cletus yeah and... with um uh, absolute carnage and stuff yeah. yeah so he's he's been the the venom out in space while his son's been the venom you know on earth basically so this is this is eddie brock teaming up with thor to save the world basically and and it's a, it's it's a big big deal because donny cates is is writing it and that's fantastic because it's it's him returning back to to the character that he kind of revolutionized recently sometimes i forget about how comic book relationships between heroes are different in the comics versus like in the movies because i think of like these characters not having anything to do with each other like why would they why would venom be with thor but in in the comics why not more heroes know each other in in the comics than they do in the movies so i just sometimes i get that like that mindset's like how could these how could this even be a thing how could like moon girl and spider-man know each other yeah. or how could thor and venom possibly work together it's like well there's all sorts of odd team-ups all the time one of the things i was reading recently um because i've been reading comics actually quite a bit with um x-men blue um toward the end of it there's actually a big thing going on with uh because it, it crossed over with the poisons coming to earth with yeah. the whole you know um, venomized storyline that happened a few years back back in like 2018 2019 
um, it crossed over with that, and uh, one of the big big things with it was Moon Girl, uh, um, yeah. and and her spy. I mean her uh, um, her T Rex, her T Rex um, uh, devil, devil devil dinosaur. Yeah, devil dino, devil dinosaur. He uh, he ended up with a symbiote on him. Oh. Yeah, during that whole storyline. So that's that's how we got the venomized T Rex. That's yeah. like a, a costume this year for for kids to wear. Even well, didn't and, no didn't also um, Eddie's then, son. In, in like the climactic end of like with Cletus and everything, didn't wasn't there a giant? Yeah, there was a there was a whole storyline. Yeah, where... oh, didn't he turn into a dinosaur and Cletus turn into a shark? Yeah, there's some really odd things that happened with that. Listen to our Carnage episode. There's some crazy stuff that's happened with Carnage over the years. So and that was a good episode. So go back and listen to that. That's where that stemmed from. <laughs> but but it also happened. That's in... probably what inspired them to put the the, the symbiote, symbiote on. on Devil Dino. Yeah. But yeah, that, re- that happened when I was reading it. I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" And then, uh, yeah, they were trying to get a poison on him. Because, but if you get a poison on you after you got have the symbiote on you, it basically just kills you as the host, and, and it just eats it, away. It takes takes all your abilities and just kills whatever was left of you. It's so rude. Yeah. And then we'll jump from that over to X Men number fifteen. That's the last one I'm going to talk about with Marvel. So only six out of the nineteen that are coming out. But that's because a lot of those were just right smack dab in the middle of storylines. We don't really have to mention them as much because uh, if you're interested in it, you're probably already reading it. If you're if you want to know more about it, uh, we probably have already mentioned it in an earlier episode, anyways. So X Men number fifteen. Uh, this one is kind of a little bit more in the middle of a storyline, but I want to mention it because it involves the children of the Vault, who are this hyper evolved humans they're, they 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 come from a dimension where time moves a lot faster and every time they've fought the x-men in the past they've they've retreated back to their world and evolved further to come back and fight them as an even more evolved race huh. and in this wow. comic they've they've come back now and they're fighting the x-men and this time they seem like they won't be stopped at all so this is the strongest they've ever been and that basically wraps up marvel for uh for this week and uh manda has some stuff from dc so we'll throw it over to to dc and what do we have going on in dc what are some big ones happening well this one isn't technically a number one but it's action comics uh number 1047 because it it could also be called the return uh kal-el returns part one so after all the events of War World and everything, he's going to be joining forces with Steel to um, to take down some villains that he's trying to get back. He's trying to get back into the groove th- uh, groove of things on Earth. And um, meanwhile, there's stuff stirring on War World, and like it's gonna it's gonna be so big that it's gonna be a whole super family event. Well, yeah, everybody was expecting that Superman is not supposed to be coming back because his timeline ended at a, at a point when when it was shown to his son in the future. He saw that Daddy leaves at one point and doesn't ever come back, and that's the last that anyone ever sees of Superman. So he's already had that moment. So, but now he's back. How's and... he coming back? Yep, and and why is this not a part of the history? And um, yeah, there's supposed to be new characters, and it's supposed to be a whole new chapter for Superman. All right, and. Next I have is Batman Audio Adventures number one. So this is a prequel to the HBO podcast that, so cool. that they did. It's about a bunch of attacks that are stirring up the streets of Gotham, the streets of Gotham, like mostly the criminals and it's not Batman. Hmm. So that's very interesting. And, it, and it's a segue into the 
the audio adventures that are on HBO Max. Yeah. It's a lead into it. I, I'm pretty sure. I know at least. It's a sequel to it. At the very least, it's a prequel. It, doesn't, it might not lead into it necessarily, no, but it okay. is a point of time before the podcast. Cool. And then next I have DC Horrors Presents Sergeant Rock versus Army of Dead number one. All right. So this takes place in 1944 in Berlin. And yeah, Sergeant Na- Rock makes sense. And Nazis are all but defeated. Okay. And Hitler is getting um, all of his evil scientists together and trying to do their last ditch effort to turn the tides of the war, which is... Bring back dead soldiers. All right. So then... That sounds right right up the alley of, of like, those older comics. Like, for the all of you new readers out there that, that don't know very many old comics, back in the day there was a lot of military comic books, and there was Sergeant Rock, and there was, like, Ghost Tank and things yeah. like that. And Sergeant Rock first got... was His first appearance was in January of 1959. So, long time ago. Yeah, war, war time. And he didn't even get his name until months later after his first appearance, even. He was he was actually known as The Rock. Cold War? He was actually known as The Rock. The Rock. Originally. Yeah. And then, they, and then eventually... <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Rock. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had friends who grew up listen, like reading those comics, like Jim, who I worked with. He, yeah. Sergeant Rock was a big one for him. Yeah, I can see it being big for like the older generation. Yeah, especially, yeah. Like, yeah military stories, Espe- a lot of times like that. I feel like those were... Uh, not that... Especially back then, comic books weren't the cool thing, but I feel like if any comics were even slightly cool, it'd be anything supporting troops or anything along those lines. Yeah, and Ghost Ghost Tank was was the one he really liked, which got me to, to look it up. And then they even in New 52, when DC had their New 52, where they kind of revamped a lot of their characters, they, they actually brought back Sergeant Rock as like a secondary storyline, and they also brought back Ghost Tank. And so we were getting some cool new stories involving those characters and now it looks like we are again yeah so he he gets called in with um a group known as the easy company and what do they come to see nazi zombies sweet apparently it's also a collab between um a a writer um ed i I can't say his name eduardo rizzo and uh bruce campbell Edwarder with Rizzo and Bruce. Well, it makes sense if it's Army of Dead. It almost sounds like Army mm-hmm. of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell, of he, course. He had, of course, he had to have his say on it. It's zombies. It's. Campy. Oh. Yeah. I love Bruce Campbell. Next, I have is Harley Quinn number 22. This is a new story arc. Harley is dead. Okay. She's gone. She's done. Put a fork in her. Um, I wonder if that's actual, like, DC continuity or if this is just, like, if her storylines are all kind of just random parts of time. Um, well, this, using the words from this description, and the words of the description are her words, because they of write course. it in from her point of view, yeah. is, somebody needs to solve my murder, and since I don't see Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Poirot, so I guess I have to solve it myself. <laughs> so, so she's solving her own murder. So, yes. So okay. she's <laughs> so she's dead in solving her own murder. And it's quoted to be, to say, be prepared for murder, multiversal mischief, and guest appearances. So I wonder what that will entail. What characters? It sounds crazy. She, she sounds seems like... to have guest appearances all the time. And then next I have Tim Drake number one. Tim Drake is getting his own comic and he's pushing Damien out of the way because I mean. And Tim Drake just recently in the comics too was um, revealed to be uh, open sexuality. Like uh, they, they, they haven't stamped it down. And, um, and it's it's kind of cool. That, like um, and right now he has a he has a boyfriend. He has a boyfriend. Yep, Bernard. Bernard is is a, he was he was a really good friend of his, and he saved him even at one point. And and uh, they got they went out on a date. 
he's so cute. He, he asked him out, Bernard asked him out on a date, and he, he was like, I don't know about that, because he's always just dated women in the comics. Yeah. And I've seen some cutesy fan art of him with multiple, like, men. Yeah. And, and it's just, and, it's so sweet. And that's always been a thing. I mean, Robin has always been questionable, you know, sexuality-wise, yeah. but but with, with Tim, he that's the first one ever that's actually been like, yeah, he's going out on a date with a dude. He's dating a dude, because, yeah, at the end of one of the comics, he comes up and he rings the doorbell, and Bernard answers it, and he's like, uh, so... Is this you saying you do want to actually go out on the date? And Tim's like, yeah, I think that is actually something I want. And <laughs> he's like, cool. And then, yeah, in other issues, you see them actually kiss and stuff. So people are all questioning it. People are all upset. Oh, after all these years, um, Robin's coming out of the closet about being gay. And it's like, first of all, this is the third Robin. This is not the original Robin suddenly realizing after 80 years in comic books that he's gay. No, this is the third Robin. But, <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, it's, it's cool, though, that he, he at least, yeah, uh, and, but I just love that people always want to put a label on things. And so so they're all like, so does that mean he's gay? Does that mean he's bi? Who cares what it means? He It means he likes who he likes. And He's and, a superhero who's in a relationship. Yeah. And why does it matter if it's a guy or a girl? Who cares? And <laughs> this story is about um, a villain from afar is like pestering him. I'm not entirely sure how that's going on, but it's been, it's been bugging Tim and he is now ready to confront. And... All of that is coming from his new hideout that is on a boat that yeah. they that they could that they describe to be a murder houseboat. Awesome. <laughs> I wonder what that means. So That's, that sounds awesome. We'll have to find out. Well, I mean, he's he's kind of got the money of Bruce because he is still Bruce's like adopted like ward in a way or whatever. But but uh, but I hope somebody at some point asks him about his sexuality and he's just like, I'm human. Like who? Why do you care? Like yeah. or something along those lines. Or you know, I'm Pan because then at that point there's a little bit more. You know, because like that's what I would identify as myself, and 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 it'd be kind of cool to hear hear Tim, who I've always related to, anyways, be like, yeah, I'm I'm Pan, because at that point, hey, it's a label that doesn't even need a label, because it's just I'm a human who likes other humans. You're a god. I'm Pan. Yes, the Greek god Pan. Or Peter Pan. I'm I'm the god well, of satyrs. He might be like Peter Pan. He crashed, never grows up. And I'm always in underwear. So that's all I have for DC. So all right, so see, we're shooting right through it because it, we're not they, focusing on all the random middle comics. DC had eighteen comics this week, and I only covered five. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to go from now on. If you if you don't really like that, let us know in the comments. Let us know if you want us to keep literally talking about every single comic. But we're trying to sh quicken this up a bit. These 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 episodes have been going on far too long about us just basically listing comics, and we just we want to avoid that. We want to make it easier on us and make it something quick and easy to inform you guys yeah. a bit more fun where we're not talking about like trying to get you to remember what happened in the last issue and all that so stuff. we're not repeating like oh this is a recap from what happened last time and this is what's happening now because that takes up a lot of time yeah and instead this is just going to be getting you hyped for some new comics that possibly you might want to pick up from the beginning okay so we're gonna we're gonna jump over to image okay yeah <laughs> so for image uh we're actually getting brigade number one Brigade is actually um, as old as me. It came out in 1992, August of 1992. Oh, even, wow. Just like me. Aww. And uh, and it was one of Image's uh, launching titles. So when Image was first beginning, this was one of its very first titles. And this issue, number one, is remastered. It's a commemorative 30th anniversary because, yeah, 30 this year. It's got um, some really beautifully remastered image work, but at the same time, it's also got... Yeah, image work. Yeah. Um, it's also got some new pages from uh, current artists that kind of did their own take on, on the characters and the story. So that's oh. coming out today. In, um, also with the 
Tim Drake comic. They um in one of in one of the versions of the comics they're previewing uh Tim Drake throughout the years. Just wanted to throw that in there. And then I'm gonna throw this one out there. It is actually number five of eight, but eight eight billion genies. We've talked about it in recent um episodes and stuff too, where everybody in the world suddenly was given a genie and one wish but then one person's wish was, you know, to keep everything safe within his bar. No, no wishes allowed in there and all that. Um, and each issue is, is, you know, eight minutes, eight days, eight, you know, weeks, eight all that. Years. We finally made it up to eight months. That That's where we're at with eight billion genies. Number five this week, oh, wow. we're at eight months. So you can see what the world has become over eight months of people being able to have one single wish with, uh, all I imagine is the world deteriorating. Oh, the world's probably in, in complete shambles. Yeah, because people can wish for literally anything. And if, if, if enough people, because you know, like half the world probably wished for like $5 billion. So now money means nothing. Yeah. Because if you have that type of money and, there, and there's that many people in the world with that much money, money means nothing. It, yeah. it, it, it suddenly doesn't. If everyone has the whole a world, world would crash. If everyone has a, or like it's like the whole, if everyone has powers, does anyone really have powers? Sort of situation. And so uh, we'll jump over to Flawed, number one of six. This is a brand new story. Um, it's ultra-violent. It's high-octane. A lot of crazy stuff going on. But mm-hmm. imagine it's a mixture between Frasier <laughs> and Punisher. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so the main character, it's, it's this woman. Her name is Jem Ez, and she's a psychiatrist working in a really corrupt city. She's a psychiatrist, doctor by night. Does she fall I, in I love? Mean, by, by day. Does she fall in love with a villain with green hair and a creepy smile no oh she's not harley no no she's not (laughs) but she but she is a psychiatrist by day and um by night she kind of becomes more of an anti-hero who's not afraid to to get her hands bloodied and kill kill basically i mean like are you sure it's not harley uh and it helps being a psychiatrist of course you know she can hear the inside stories of people and stuff she can she can know firsthand if somebody is a murderer she and can there's, judge it yeah there's ju- judge jury and executioner she, she'll keep the confidentiality but she'll be murdering you at night kind of thing but, oh gosh but uh Brutal. Yep. but then she kind of winds up um in this her and her entire practice end up in the sights of uh an immortal serial killer and that's kind of where the story takes off. Well. Yeah. That sounds scary. You can see scary. why it's high octane and ultra violent. Yeah, what the fuck are they supposed to do with a immortal serial killer? Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> she's going to stop that person. He's immortal. Oh, so. okay. But then again, you know, there's the whole talk of like immortal versus invulnerable versus, you know, there's different words for it. Like, he might be immortal as in he'll never die from... Natural causes. Natural causes, but he can get shot in the head and be dead, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, hmm. Who knows? And then we'll jump over to Old Dog Number One, which is a um, worded as spy fi, you know, like almost like a sci-fi spy type storyline. Spy fi. It makes me think of Sing Two, where uh, the cute wolf is girl. Sky fi. Yeah, she yeah. calls sci-fi sci fi. Yeah. It's adorable. Um, uh, so this guy, he worked for the CIA, had a f- terrible failed career with it. He was he finally was going on his last mission before he was going to retire. Of course. Totally fails at that too. Oh. Winds up basically like in like a coma almost or near death. Wakes up a like over a year later. Oh my. To a very changed world, a very deeply changed version of himself, basically. And um, this shadow group kind of offers him a second chance to be a part of their group of, of like mercenaries in a way. 
and uh, they end up pairing him up with the last person he'd ever imagine, and it kind of leaves you guessing as to who that person is, and that comes out today. Old dog. So that, so an old dog needs to learn new tricks is kind of what they're going at after with that title, I'm assuming. I feel like that uh, that's a trope that is very commonplace these days, though. Like, it's the, my last day before retirement sort of thing. And then all hell breaks, breaks loose. And then something... Well, uh, we were talking about Punisher. Remember the old Tom Jane Punisher movie? Oh, he was yeah. basically retiring. He, was, he said he was done with the, and with the with job. And he was with his family. So, yeah, he goes out on that vacation and then... All hell breaks loose. Yep. And... Or like most Liam Neeson movies. We also have Onyx One Shot. It's a it's a one shot titled Onyx, which is about a cyborg warrior in the near future of uh, of Nigeria, um, where there's an alien entity that is corrupting all life forms within its presence. And so we're left to kind of question if this cyborg warrior Onyx is actually here to help the planet, or help it hasten its destruction by possibly even helping the alien that's. Hmm. So, very anti-hero type story, and we have no idea if it, if she's here to help us or here, here to destroy the world, basically. Why not both? Yeah, and it's a one-shot, so I'm sure you'll get the whole story within the one comic. Hmm. So, And then, uh, that basically wraps up Image for me. And then I have Boom. Boom! Because, boom goes the man tonight. Because even though we're not covering... Every comic, we're, we might be able to cover up, cover more of the different companies because... Some honorable mentions. We can throw in those honorable mentions that we always tried to sneak in by actually having them just be a part of the every every week kind of story. So Yeah, so the first one I have is Briar, number one of four. It's set in a brutal fantasy world. Yeah, it's, it looked cool. It's about a sleeping beauty that didn't live happily ever after. Ooh. And she has to save herself. I don't know what that necessarily means and how she that woke up from... Sounds like... Fiona. Yeah. Like, how did she wake up? My, that's my question. It's oh. like, how does she save herself from an eternal sleep? She She's her own true love. She, she in in her sleep, kissed kissed her fingers and all of a sudden was like, ah, what's going on? I don't know. But it looked really cool and creepy. And she looks like she's bloodthirsty, too. So. Yeah, I bet. Pissed off. Um, you know, I, I love, um, recently I, 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 um, I was shown the mirroring of, of a... Um, how people have have pointed out how much alike the uh they're saying it's even um the cheap knockoff of fiona and shrek is hulken black widow i love that <laughs> i love that so much if you think about it they're they're 100 shrek and fiona a big guy who's actually soft and then and the, green and then the tough girl who's not what you expect her to be who's also a redhead yeah so literally like even looks wise they're they're Shrek and Fiona, but they're the cheap knockoffs of Shrek and Fiona. And they both even sing. <laughs> they do. Um, then I have, uh, this is a landmark issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, because it's number 100. It's going to be the final uh, co- comic of their main storyline, their ongoing storyline. And <laughs> it will, this will lead into their uh, a new like era of Power Rangers. And it's a threat that's, um, that is coming for all the different Power Rangers across the world. So it's not just the the multiverse, all all the different versions of of the Power Rangers, or just the just just the world, which the current Power Rangers that we have, which is well, it's more than just like the main like six, five of them. I don't know. Sometimes it's three. Sometimes, but in in this case, there's 
um, it almost it's, impl- it's gonna implies do all the ones that have retired from yeah, being Power Rangers. Impl- and... It also implies other team. It could be other teams and stuff. Yeah. Um, Tommy and and all all the originals as well as the ones from Turbo and the ones from. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be a what seems to be a new villain, and it's gonna blur the lines between friends and foes, and even the strongest Power Rangers have to make the hardest decisions. So, that's so, gonna. Be so my phone's ringtone for for text messages is the the communicator from Power Rangers, and it goes off almost every time we ever do a recording. The one time where we're really focusing on a Power Ranger storyline, it is dead silent. Yes. Of course. And um, the, there are going to be many different variant issues that will come with a, like a trading card. That I think is pretty cool. There's there's ten different trading cards of across, I think I think it's like five different variant covers. Like you can get them. From, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was one of the first comic things I ever collected was Power Rangers. Well, I, I think my dad more collected it, but I always brought it to school and showed it off. I always had them in, in my my uh, album, in that, a binder full of Power Rangers comics that I'd flip through and show all my friends and stuff. And in my case, the only Power Rangers I know are like from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah, and the um, best Power Rangers movie. And Power Rangers RPD. I really loved I that one. I never saw that. I loved it. It had a robot dog, and it would like imprison enemies. And... I still need to go back and rewatch some of the old Power Rangers because I want to see the uh, the Star Trek Tech one. Since I, you know, like over over the years since I was a kid, I've just become more of a Trekkie, and I want to see the the Star Trek type Power Rangers. Oh gosh, this me reading the, about this comic is gonna start a binge watch of Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. We do have them all on Blu-ray, the entire first series. Series, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, that's it for Boom, and, that, and then I do have one more, and it's from Dark Horse, and it's called Rody. It's about a guy who's. There, it's another retirement coming out of retirement story. <laughs> right. He's, um, he's all these damn like red, like retired, extremely dangerous yeah, stories. Like the title implies, he's a roadie for for a band that. Uh, Interesting. And it was thirty five. He's been it's been thirty five years since he since he was one. So he's not retired from like a killing type job. He's retiring from being a roadie. And wait for it he's travel he's traveling the back roads of the united states to go to a job that he never thought he would perform again oh an exorcist okay so he's like okay he's an exorcist <laughs> he's as an well exorcist. that's perfect time for halloween but this Two time tubular bells to start playing he normally does it for groupies or his bandmates like when they go to these different houses and stuff but now it's he's doing a job for his daughter so another i imagine like another taken sort of situation. it's it's these older men that are gang redemption and he's dealing with uh it's it's gonna have a lot to do with like horror it's gonna be heavy metal it's gonna be yeah all about redemption and hell so i thought it seemed like an interesting comic so because i was gonna kind of skip over dark horse because there's this is the only comic that is being released by them this week oh dark horse a dark oh, horse they only have one coming out yeah and it's this one and i thought it sounded fascinating so it had to be included yeah, I almost wanted to ask Alexa to suddenly uh, play some tubular bells right there when you're talking about him being a priest going, you know, or being like an exorcist going around you know, performing exorcisms, apparently. Yeah, that was a, that was interesting wordage. I, I haven't heard them be called, like, an exorcist. Like yeah, a, just a, like the movie The Exorcist. I always thought of a person performing ex- exorcisms. 
is the exorcist. That that word does not sound like a word anymore. In, in your head, were you thinking like the exorcist is the person getting it's the exorcism? Like, no, I thought of it as more like a priest. Mm-hmm. Performs the exorcism. Yeah, but I don't... I mean, performs, performs I, the exorcism. Oh my God. I told you that word doesn't <laughs> work anymore. But yeah, I thought of it as like something that it's like a part of a job, not the job t- uh, as a job title. Mm-hmm. So that threw me for a loop for... Well, the movie Plus is called he, The Exorcist. And then so. he's also a roadie. I mean... God, all the shit that he's been through for the band and stuff. and I wonder how many exorcisms he performed on the band. Probably a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Being in a heavy metal band traveling from probably, like, when I think heavy metal bands, I think of, like, them staying at, like, run-down, like, haunted houses. So it doesn't help that this comic seems like that kind of comic, so. So that's it. Yeah. That's everything. That's that's it for, for new comics this week. And I did not read any comics, so my part coming up is nothing she'll hopefully still talk though will i though but uh um that's it for new comics nice and short sweet and what we read this week at least what i read this week i finished off that entire run of x-men red uh from 2018 2019 it was like 37 issues because ever since we've gone back on comics yeah i'm that's usually on my ever phone on, on uh, marvel unlimited anymore but uh, so I was reading that because I'm I'm just I'm a huge X Men fan and I'm probably I'm I'm probably the biggest Batman fan in general. But as far as actually reading storylines and comics and stuff, I might be even more of an X Men fan. I just I've, I've been since I was a kid. First actual series of comics that I bought myself and collected was the New Mutants restart um, back in like 2004. I want to say it was that it, they started coming out, and uh, um, it was a brand new team of new mutants who are still alive and well today in the comics which i'm really happy about because that was a storyline that introduced a character named elixir yeah who became the golden boy in that storyline because he had to save him like they had to have him heal himself and he doesn't just heal your wounds he heals what you're missing he gives you the things you need in that moment and he's always seen himself as the golden boy so when he healed himself he all of a sudden literally turned to gold became gold and that's what he's been like ever since in the comics and he's one of the main people in the x-men right now because he's one of the five Oh, yeah. That brings people back from the dead. Elixir is one of them. So it's really cool, though. Um, yeah, so I've read X-Men since I was a kid. I've gets, collected X-Men. He gets so giddy reading about them, too. I'll be doing something, doing anything else, and then he has to run over and show me his phone. Like, look what just happened in the comics, and I love it. I, I love comics. And I like seeing him be so much more enthusiastic and peppy because, yeah, there for a long time he wasn't reading hardly any comics, if any at all, and... It just, it felt like a piece of him was missing, and now he feels more whole. So I, I did, yeah, I finished reading that storyline, and like I said earlier, it, it, it crossed over with the poisons and stuff, yeah. and, it, and that's kind of where it, where the story kind of came to an end almost, because the X-Men, the young X-Men that, that had to come back from the past, because Beast brought them back from the past to stop Cyclops, who he felt was going which off th- the rails. Which I felt was a bit dramatic. Yeah, but... and, and currently in the comics at that at this point where I, I ended those ones, um, Cyclops is dead, but young Cyclops is still alive. But they're all saying goodbye to all their older selves. Obviously Cyclops can't do that. He's saying goodbye to a grave. Which is very depressing and sad. But, but they're all saying goodbye to everybody because they know that, that they need to go back to their time to keep the timeline intact so that, so that there won't all of a sudden be ripples starting to just start changing the, the timeline that they're in because they they never went back to their original time which i don't necessarily agree with when it comes to timelines and things like that, that i feel like to make any sense i feel like all. when they left time since they never originally did to begin with 
it'd be a split in the they, um, they, they, timeline. At that point, they basically would have created a whole new timeline of events, and that new timeline of events would involve them not being in the world, and it would create this whole new timeline. And they could just stay in ours. Which because... I think would be interesting to see. I'd like to see, see what would happen if, like, suddenly they without... just poofed we're gone in that world without x-men um well they they did they teased it they kept on showing every once in a while like what that world has become without the x-men in it and that's why they they they're worried that if they don't go back to their time that's what this timeline is going to become is that timeline it's going to merge and and you know merge merge yeah so uh so they, they basically know hey our time in this future has always been limited they're all saying goodbyes it's really hard on a lot of people because they've all become new characters almost they 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 have new personas and now they're they're basically knowing i'm not going to remember any of this i'm going to go back in time to become this other version of me that i feel like is a stranger to me yeah and jean gray's even saying that to older jean gray she's like i i've become a person i like i've I've become a whole different person i i look at you and i I don't even recognize you as me i like we're two completely different people and now i know that i have to give up everything that i've done recently to become this person i am and that i'm proud of I have to go back in time and completely forget all about it so I can become you who I don't even recognize. And that's just so sad. Like, cause we, ha- everyone talks about the whole going back in time and changing this or changing that, but See, I would never do that shit. But like, yeah. What if you go back in time and you forget everything? Like you don't know that you have to change this or that and you just reset. You don't. And that's, that's what their whole plan is, is they need to go back in time and not remember anything it, about the future so, so that they sad. can just, so, so that they don't screw up the timeline. But they, I don't see that as actually, like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially because they have stronger list. powers now. They've grown. And how Angel are they... Angel has flaming wings instead of regular wings. How are they going to explain that? Yeah, no. It's so much of it they, they can't explain. But, uh, and they say that at the end of, the, of, of this series. Angel even is like, so what are we doing about my wings? And your powers, Gene, and like he's kind of questioning. Oh yeah, my wings just caught on fire. And the fact that that Beast is is like on the verge of becoming like a demon all the time because he got so deep into magic, he started like losing control and everything because he was being taught by the Goblin Queen how to learn magic because he felt like he was so far behind older Beast and he wanted to still feel relevant. So he started just doing anything he could to become relevant. So he started learning magic. That's so cool. And he, yeah, and, but but he was learning it from the wrong person, obviously, and and she completely screwed him over. And, Still cool. But anyways, um, the way that it ended, uh, they ended with the poisons being defeated and stuff like that. They helped to defeat them, and uh, they're kind of procrastinating now. They're they're like, we don't want to go back. We have to say all of our goodbyes to that co- that barista that was at, who yeah, gave me that yeah. one coffee cup that had my name correctly written on it. So so, so none of them really want to leave, and then um, suddenly Magneto who. Uh, who was leading them as a team for a while in the comics, he has now gone back to being completely evil, which kind of confused me too, because now i got to find out how he goes from being this completely evil again Magneto to what he is in the comics currently, which is back to being a good guy with all of mutant kind on their own separate planet. But I'll get there eventually, but right now where I was reading, he's back to being good old evil Magneto, and he's he's attacking people at anti-mutant riots and stuff. and, And because of that, they all looked at each other when they saw it on the news and they were like, I mean, we still got a little bit of time, right? I mean, we don't have to go back right away. And they run off to go fight Magneto again. And it's like, so um, one of the next few things I'm going to read is Extinction, which I believe is the storyline that brings back Cyclops. It shows how he comes back from the dead. Good. With Cable, you know, putting the piece of the phoenix in his chest. I already kind of know how he gets brought back, but I I do want to read it. But it involves the young X-Men a lot, and I think that's the storyline that eventually pushes them back to the past or something. 
uh, I'll I- find out what actually happens. The with idea that. of them going back to the past is just so sad. Oh yeah, especially especially with Bobby. Bobby uh, is is gay in, in this storyline. Uh, like, like he and so so if he gets pushed back to the to the past again and doesn't remember any of this, he's gonna be pushing that deep within him yeah and so and, much that he believes that he's straight yeah and and ends up dating women and stuff just like yeah and and older bobby even tries telling him hey i turned out all right i mean turned out pretty cool and he's like yeah no i agree i really like you but you're not me and and i like me yeah. so it, it's really it's it's tough one of the most interesting things is because i don't really know what's going on with jimmy currently in the comics but jimmy hudson we mentioned him earlier wolverine's son from the ultimate universe He's, he's in our regular universe. He was a part of the team there for a while with the young X-Men. He got taken over with a symbiote and a poison. And he's the last poison. He's the last remaining poison, like, in the galaxy, yeah. in the world. And Jean let him go because she talked to him and she realized that, like, he's he's struggling. He doesn't want to be killing people. He doesn't He's, he's not doing anything wrong. He just wants to exist because he's the last of his kind. And he has the memories of himself in there, Jimmy. So he, Jimmy's still alive in there. He is alive. The host is not dead. He's yeah. alive in there, and it's probably because of his regenerative properties. Yeah, it's keeping him from from dying. So he's still alive in there. He has all of his memories from from this world. He has all of his memories from the Ultimate Universe. He has all of his um, uh, all the memories of the poison from all the different worlds that that the poisons have destroyed. Oh my god! Going from world to world, he must be going nuts. And he has all the memories of the symbiote. So so he's kind of sharing this world of like, I mean, this body with three different people and bunch of memories bunch of craziness going on in his head but he just wants to survive he just wants to live especially the poison just wants to live because it's the last of its kind yeah which are by the way they're kind of cute when they're just by themselves when they're the little tiny skeletal things that jump on on a symbiote and like face huggers it. of the mcu they're yeah. they're pretty cute but that's kind of a cool interesting storyline i want to know what happens with jimmy from that point on like what is he out there in the world doing as this last poison because he, he stops um, Sebastian Shaw right there um, at the end of this whole run because Cyclops and Jean finally are, like, making out, basically saying, hey, um, I know n- we're never going to remember any of this, but in, in this moment I want to know, you know, I want to remember this. And they're making out, and Sebastian Shaw's about to attack him, and all of a sudden Jimmy jumps in and is like, we're going to give them this moment because they deserve it. And it even shows his face instead of, like, the yeah, poison. Yeah, the poison goes away and you can see his face because yeah. he can completely look normal. Yeah. So. And gosh, he's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine is a young blonde. <laughs> it, it, it's a good look. But anyways, um, these kind of led into uh, X-Men Black, which is um, a series of five one-shots that have a little thing about Apocalypse at the end of them. I won't talk too much about that, but I read two of them, which were which was the Mojo one-shot and the Magneto one-shot. Magneto's kind of doing his own thing now. He's back to being almost like evil, and, and he's got plans to break out people, and he's he's got big big plans going on the horizon and he's he's fed up he's done he, he tried being the nice guy he tried playing the the game the way that that professor x would have because professor x is dead still yeah. currently at this time after yeah. cyclops killed him so he, he's done he's fed up and so this was kind of a cool little storyline of him going to this bar and meeting this this girl who's pro mutant even though she's not and and um, he's like, well, you know, it's people like you that, that give me hope for the world and stuff. And then she's like, yeah, one day I want to go to space. And, and he's like, yeah, maybe one day we can go together and we can walk on the moon or something. You know, oh, that kind of thing. So sweet. And he goes off and, and ends up walking across the desert to this facility and stuff because they wouldn't expect somebody to just walk up. He fights the Sentinel. It's crazy. But um, he ends up eventually sending her a postcard even. And it's a picture and it's a picture he drew because he draws. He's actually really 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 amazing artist so cool. he was drawing her family when she first walked up she's like oh that looks just like my my um abuelita and stuff like that and he's like yeah that's you know uh, um thanks and you know I, I do this all the time he drew a picture of them both in space together and, and gave it to her yeah it was sweet and then 
uh, Mojo. I read the Mojo one shot because Mojo was a big part of that um, X Men Blue storyline too. They had to fight him. He was he he was attacking Earth, and now he's stuck on Earth because they cut his connection to his his world, Mojoverse. <laughs> so he's he's got the Mojo network running every once in a while on people's TVs, and he's hiding out underneath the Empire State Building in the sewers running the mojo network and this whole little comic is adorable if you just want to read a random comic literally don't have to read anything else just want to read something silly and funny about an x-men villain read this one because it's him falling in love with a with a girl that he saw at like a starbucks once and he thinks he's he's hiding he he wears like this hoodie and he thinks that he's like covering up who he really is but he's got a robotic platform with spider legs that moves him around (laughs) and he's huge he's this big fat dude i mean that's what mojo looks like but he, he likes this girl because he bumped into her and she she chewed him out. She tore into him and he just was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman because she's <laughs> so angry and, and spiteful. So he's been trying to, to ask her out. And then an X-Men of all things, he doesn't realize that he is an X-Men, uh, talks him into doing it. And then like he becomes friends with this X-Men. They're talking and stuff. And then he, um, he doesn't realize where he's walking to. And he ends up at the X-Mansion right as, as a trap that he had laid, laid out for the X-Men begins to happen and he's like oh crap <laughs> my new friend uh go this way and you know it, yeah. and, and it's adorable seeing this side of mojo it was it was hilarious it, it made me like mojo so much more and it gave me the thought of like why is there no mojo verse disney plus show already yeah because we already got wandavision which was kind of similar but there should totally be like a very meta the, he knows you're watching it kind of thing and he's like he's the host of a tv show which is what mojo always is in the comics he cares about the ratings he wants more blood and, and gore because it increases the ratings and he's always trying to kill usually the x-men but just superheroes in general because he knows that if he pit, pits these superheroes against villains or even superheroes against heroes and forces people to watch it on their tvs that they'll actually enjoy it and they'll they'll end up wanting more and then and then his ratings get boosted and that's that's the way his entire like world operates i could see it almost like that fight club that Wong was a part of with uh, Wong was a part of with abomination very much like that but televised all over the world and And him just grabbing random heroes and villains and other heroes it would be a great way to introduce new characters into the mcu even just cameo appearances Listen to this, Disney Plus. Listen to me right now. I will play Mojo. I will play the ugliest character in all of X-Men. And I will do his voice justice. And I will do such a good job. Make this this show a thing. And I'll I'll like I'll take no credit for it. I'll just play Mojo and it'll be cool. Yeah. But but uh no. I think Disney Plus they're missing a golden opportunity. I think yeah. that'd be so cool. But anyways, yeah, that's all that I read. And uh yeah, next up I'm gonna be reading those other um X-Men Black one shots. It's Emma, um Juggernaut and Mystique. I still need to read Harley Quinn. So do I, so we can watch the show. Yeah, so we need to read it. Hurry up. But ultimately, yes, that is that is the end of our episode. It's a much shorter episode, and even from here on out, it should probably be even possibly shorter than that because it won't be us talking about how we're changing the podcast. And also, not every every week is going to have that many number ones and that many new stories. And also, yeah, there was 19 new comics from Marvel and 18 from Disney. That's a... This Disney? Is a, <laughs> DC. 18 from dc <laughs> this is a big week big week in comics and so uh, except for dark horse they only had one yeah and nothing really out of dynamite i love dynamite they're always my my go-to for like uh they have a lot of ongoing for honorary mentions and stuff because i love the sexy women and and the like how basically every one of those comics that comes out of dynamite is like female led which yeah. is really cool and they're always really cool kick-ass sexy women but they're all in the middle of like long going storylines or they already they just started a storyline and we missed. Or they're putting out like 30 million 
different variant, variant covers. covers that are all $50. Yeah. That's how they make their money. Dynamite's all about the variant covers. But anyways, that is our podcast. Uh, so go ahead and let us know if, if you like the, the way we're going to be doing it from now on. There's a question connected to the podcast that asks you, hey, um, give us any comments, feedback, anything that we're doing right. Yeah. You, can, you can answer it right there. You can hit us up on social media. We have um, it's the um, podcast itself on Instagram currently is Crash and Trey. So just look for at Crash and Trey on Instagram. You can hit me up with uh, Comic Day Crash on Instagram. Yeah, and I am I am going to be changing the um, the name on the Crash and Trey one soon. Crash and Bay. But I, I'll make sure to I will announce the change just in case. But currently it is it is still Crash and Trey. Yeah. And then you can even um, find Manda on on Instagram. She should probably change her name at some point from the Selena underscore Kyle underscore underscore. No, Selena underscore underscore Kyle underscore. That's not confusing. Um. Okay, it's my personal account. But you can also find Manda Bears Crafts on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, so yeah, you can you can find us anywhere. Um, we even have Twitter, but we rarely use that. But but hit us up on social media. Um, go to our website www biggestlittlepodcasts.com um, Crash and Trey also has a Facebook profile yep. so uh, yeah the comic book day with Crash and Trey has a Facebook profile hit us up on there seriously send us messages we want to see the messages we'll respond um, we want to hear your feedback what we could be doing different things like that something that, that you like that we're changing to something that, um, just, that you don't want us to change to yeah anything any kind of feedback or, or even talk to us about um, Crash Course and Comics yeah. our other podcast give us some characters that you want to hear more about we're going to be doing Werewolf, um, Werewolf by Night and Namor, for, for sure. Don't know what we're doing after Namor, but we'll hit up a character that is probably going to be coming to live action soon. So we might even do like Black Adam, because well, The Rock's going to be playing or him pro- soon. Or, or probably something, um, we might be able to get out another Halloween episode before. Possibly before the October's out, but we're going to try to get Namor out during October. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But Black Adam, the movie's coming out. If you guys want to hear an entire episode about Black Adam, hear everything that he's ever done in comics and get to know him really well before The Rock plays him in, in a big budget movie, let us know. We'll do a whole episode on him. So Yeah. He's a fascinating character. Yeah. And he's a villain. And we don't do villains too often. So, I mean, we did the episode on Carnage. And Dr. Phosphorus. Yeah. So, we've done a couple villains, but, but that was still on the Crash and Trey podcast. We're starting up a brand new podcast that will just be that. Just be about character histories and that's crash course in comics so that is our episode for today um and it's wednesday new comic books so go out and, and read a, read a comic and uh of course while you're out getting comic books be nice to the people you come across who knows what they've been through been going through in life and uh and don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick don't be a dick to, to people be, be nice be, be courteous and uh always come back please come back yeah